You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Guideline Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to take this minute to remind you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. We want to thank you uh, for choosing to listen to our podcast today, today, whether you're on your way to work, on your way to school, at home, uh, just chilling um, in your car, whatever you're doing. We just want to say thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast today eddie how are you feeling today today as always is a good day and we're really excited because uh for those of you new listeners or people that have not been with us on the journey from the very beginning um we will be re-releasing part of one of our older episodes um for those of you that don't know we saw we started on soundcloud yeah um so there's a bunch of episodes that you are not going to find on any of the other streaming platforms uh, that we like to use opportunities like today to reintroduce them to you guys because they were pretty good not to toot our own horns uh, but they were pretty good and some people may have not gotten the chance to listen to them back then and there's still a bunch of nuggets of wisdom in there um, that can apply three four years later yeah for sure so I think this is a good opportunity to um, you know reintroduce some of these topics and things that we were talking about um, just a few years years ago and today's episode that we're going to look back at from season one right um you know was back in 2018 we recorded this episode and we talk about uh andy minio's project that he had released it was a six track ep titled imposter syndrome and we kind of break down the message behind his album we talk about you know some of the interviews that he had done and some of the notes that he gave regarding um the inspiration behind the album and he basically talks about this idea of imposter syndrome and we talk in the episode how imposter syndrome is when a person doubts themselves they doubt their accomplishments um they feel like they're a fraud and they don't deserve their success and you know we kind of break down the idea of andy Mignol feeling this way about all the success he had um and how his albums were selling and how he reached gold status and you know basically how he then started doubting himself and went down this whole spiral of uh you know kind of like dark emotions and a dark time in his life so this is definitely one of those episodes where you know we're talking about you know new music that was out at the time but definitely relating it to our everyday life and feelings of you know not feeling good enough or struggling you know with self-value self-worth feeling like we don't deserve the blessings that you know we are given and just you know how to navigate through all those feelings and tough times yeah so strap on your seatbelts and listen to the, our this episode from 2018 called imposter syndrome check it out another artist rap artist andy minio uh yeah. released uh last week an ep and let me tell you when this released i listened to it and it's amazing i mean it's about six tracks and mm -hmm. it's a little bit different from what he's done. It's titled The Arrow and it's kind of uh, the first chapter of a set of EPs that he's going to be releasing. This is the first one. 
And um, the six tracks, again, just kind of go through a state that he was feeling and a state that he was going through of just anxiety, depression, confusion, and really self-questioning and analyzing um, his life and his spiritual life and the things that he was doing. And he mentioned something called the imposter syndrome and said that he realized that this is something that he had been experiencing or encountering in his life. And um, the imposter syndrome, we looked it up. It's, you know, a doubt in uh, someone's accomplishments and a persistent, um, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So the idea that you internalize your emotions, you internalize your feelings of not being good enough, not being sufficient, not being successful enough, you internalize all of that and you doubt who you are and doubt your accomplishments. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, uh, one of the things that um, when we were researching this, it says that 70, 70% of people will experience at, at least one episode of this imposter phenomenon in their lives. Um, and I think that I, I think everybody can relate to that feeling of, you know, I don't think that what I'm doing is good enough or I don't think I'm good enough. Or if they did catch a break or they did um, have a moment of success, they may be attributed to luck. Like, you know, I just got lucky. Um, and while there's some people that just have that, you know, that little wobble, that one moment in their life where they feel that there are others that actually carry this for a very long time, that even though, you know, they are successful in what they do and they, you know, maybe breaking records or selling albums or, you know, uh, doing things that, you know, no one else, any accomplishments that no one else has done or whatever, they still don't find that they're adequate or good enough. And, you know, they, they go through this um, feeling of of inadequacy that translates um into you know this internal turmoil that turns into depression um and then self-doubt and you know it brings down their self-esteem and you know and and, in in turn i think that you know for a lot of people a lot of us christians it then brings us to questioning god and what you know what does he want from us and what are we supposed to be doing and you know am i even doing the right thing should i just give up should i not give up and you start going through this crazy you know a whirlwind of questions that you know just keep you stuck yeah i mean one of the the themes of this project he says is that journey to clarity seeking clarity you know clarity of mind and um one of the tracks is the second track it's called clarity and um i'm gonna read some of the lyrics that really stuck out to me it says maybe that cloud i've been stuck in i constructed i conducted orchestra of noise i don't hear your voice i done made a choice my consumption a tv tablet tweeting twerking gramming gaming rapping working fashion working i can't tell if i lost my mind or just made it lost my faith or misplaced it lost my pain or upgraded lost my happy thought then i got jaded Mm. so again just by that track and you know those lyrics you can sense his you know, frustration with himself, that it seems like he's made this choice and, you know, made this choice to stay stuck in this cloud and so many different elements that are kind of getting at him, whether it's his TV, the tablet, you know, Twitter, you know, his career, working, the fashion, all of these things have gotten him to the point where he feels lost. You know, he feels that his mind, you know, he's lost his mind or maybe he just made it or has lost his faith or did he misplace it? All these different things that, 
I feel that everyday people encounter, you know, for him, you know, he's someone in the public eye. He has a platform. He has, you know, millions of people a month that listen to his music on Spotify. He has over a million listeners on, you know, every month. And it's some, you know, someone in the Christian community in the gospel community that is, um, you know, relevant in this time and popular in this time. And it seems as if he speaks for a lot of people, Christians, Mm -hmm. that go through these emotions and go through these battles. And I think it's so important to understand that regardless of us being Christians and believers in God and, you know, believing that God gives us peace, love, and joy, and all of these things, we still go through moments where we feel confused or anxious or depressed or frustrated and we begin to question everything about our lives we question everything we question all we've known we question you know well did god really say that is god really real is this really worth it and i feel it's so important to express these things and be transparent and vulnerable and if it's one of the things that i enjoyed about this ep again if you haven't listened to it go check it out it's his transparency He's not afraid to say what he really felt, what he was going through in this moment. And he was bold enough to say, I'm still going through it. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things he said was, you know, that sometimes people talk when the struggle is over. Yeah. They talk when they've conquered something. And, you know, he questioned, is it really genuine? Is it really authentic? And he says, what happens, though, when you are in it? Mm hmm. And I think that's so important when we understand that, you know what, it's important sometimes, yes, when we come out of a situation, when we're on the top of the mountain to share and testify, but what happens when you're going through the process? You know, there are people that may need to listen to that because they're going through the same thing, not after the fact, you know, and how you made it through. But what happens now? What do you, what do I do now? I feel this way. I don't feel like I'm on top of the mountain. I don't feel like I can make it through. What do I do now? I think that it's a definite, um, First thing first that I'll say is that I think that it's highly important whether you're speaking about it while you're going through or you speak about it after the point is that you speak about it. I think that, you know, Andy Mino, when he spoke about it, it this all started because of a conversation he was having with his friend about what they were feeling, what they were going through. And then that caused him to self-reflect. And then that's when he realized uh, that it was uh, through this conversation with his friend that the whole imposter syndrome uh, terminology came up and then he was able to self-reflect and self-analyze. And I think that to me, that's the most important important thing that we actually speak about these things these are things that are real these are things that are happening in our churches with our leaders you know with our um with our worshipers with our preachers with our teachers with you know just our congregation members that come to church and you know feel uh these feelings and these thoughts of inadequacy about you know not feeling like they're good enough not feeling like they're doing enough and you know you have people that uh will feel these things and completely give up and just be like you know what bump it i'm done with church i'm done with god i just this there's i'm not getting anything else out of this and they just bounce and they're like deuces and then you have the other people who will just stay in that funk and that would just stay in what i call like that plateau where you know they're they're really not going up they're really not going down they're kind of settled to this level of conformity where you know this is I guess this is it. This is all I have. Um, Instead of doing what other people do, which is, you know what, God, 
I'm going through a moment where I feel lost or I feel down or I'm doubting. I'm not sure if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not sure if what I'm doing is being effective. Um, why am I not happy? Why am I not happy with the successes that I am having? Because he speaks about how his album from what was it, 2015, went gold. Uh, and his record, his record from 2015 went gold, but he had released an album after that that hadn't even hit gold either, right? Or right. platinum. So, you know, the whole idea there was that he said he began to question, you know, whether his creativity was paying off in a way. Yeah. He was saying, you know, he had put out two albums after one of his records went gold. And he asked himself, you know, do I have anything else to say? Do I have anything else I can do? You know, the idea that I put out two other bodies of work and it hasn't gotten any recognition yet. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, is my time done? Is my career done? And I think it's so important, you know, whether it's a career that you're in that, you know, is almost this uh, similar to your ministry or gifting, whether it's music or singing, yeah. you know, or even preaching where this is what you do full time or whether it's something that, again, you do, you know, that God has called you to do when you, you know, work and have different jobs or whatever, regardless of how you're called to ministry and what, lifestyle you have you know that god has placed before you regarding your gift and ability it's so important to have everything in its place and in balance yeah. where it's not overly the biz on the business side of things where everything is about money and everything is about you know the pay and everything is about how much income i'm going to get whereas we don't neglect the fact that yes there are things that need to be paid there are things that costs money and the only way to be effective is if we have the money to do these yeah. things you know where everything is a balance where you're not feeding off of the fame or feeding off of the audience or desiring to have more people follow you and desiring to have multitudes following you yet not neglecting the fact that you actually need people to be impacted yeah. by your music and it's a desire of yours to reach as many people as you can and the lord tells us go out to the world you know, so if he's God, you know, Jesus is telling us go out into the world, then that's everyone, yeah. you know, so that drive should always be there. But everything needs to be put in its place. Yeah, we absolutely. can't allow these things to take control and dominion where then the very gift and talent and ministry that God has given us, you know, turns us into something that God did not intend us to do. Yeah, or we, it feels like a burden, like instead of it feeling right. like a blessing. And that, you know, this is something that God gave you to impact the world. Now you feel like it's a weight, it's something that's dragging you down. Um, so you know that there's something that either you put something in the wrong spot in your life when it came into your list of priorities where God is supposed to be your number one, two and three. But you have something else occupying those spaces like that's what it, that's why it's important to be able to self-analyze and self-reflect. Yeah. And again, for Andy Mino, he's on tour, you know, and he was explaining that while he was on tour, it was one of the most difficult times he experienced where he was getting anxiety attacks and panic attacks. I mean, and this is someone who you would think has it all. Yeah. I mean, he has a platform. He's married. He has a family and all these things. And you would think like, man, like how could you be suffering from depression and anxiety and feeling alone and not feeling good enough? And it just goes to show that regardless of the money, regardless of the doors that open, regardless of the opportunities, 
depression will come knocking on your door. Yeah, the absolutely. enemy will try its, his best to get you to fall into whatever trap that he has set before you. And regardless of where we are, what platform we're on, or you know who's on our team, who's on our side, we are not exempt from those things. Absolutely. And it's so important to understand that even as ministers, preachers, singers, you know, regardless of what you do in the church, it's important to understand that we are not exempt, that we will grow tired, we will yeah. grow you know, weary at some point. And it's what we do in those moments that really define what comes next. And I think that that's the key. What do you do when you find yourself in that place? When you find yourself in a fork in the road or when you find yourself in a plateau where you just you just you're, you're going through the spiritual funk where you're feeling down. You feel like there's a, a cloud over you where you feel like you're blind and you can't see whether to go left or right or to go up or down. You know, what do you what do you tell someone that's going through that? The, you know, and that's the conversation that should be happening where we should be able to, you know, uh, maybe speak from experience. I mean, like I know what it is to be, you know, going through a moment in your life where, you know, you're just feeling like you're stuck. You know, that, you know, your your feet are cemented to the ground and you want to move, you want to progress, you want to do something more, but you can't find it. You don't know where to go. You don't know where to start. You don't know anything. Um, and I think that that's where the importance of maybe starting uh, going back to the basics, it comes into play. You know, maybe uh, because of all the work or, you know, of all the traveling, of all the whatever it is that you're doing and maybe things that occupied your time in life, uh, you're lacking in your prayer life. Maybe you're lacking your devotion with the Lord. Uh, maybe you're lacking with even congregating in church and being around people uh, that can uplift you and that can, you know, uh just bring um, some form of joy or some form of happiness or just encouragement to your life. Like there are basic, like th this isn't like, oh, okay, you should go to rehab. Like, right. you know, it isn't like a big philosophical answer. I think it comes down to being able to go back to the basics and being like, you know what, Lord, let me reestablish. Let me reconnect. Maybe there's some things in my life that need some tweaking in order for my, you know, lifeline to you to become strengthened. And I think those are the things that should be focused on. Yeah, I think it's so important to remember, you know, we have to go back to the source. Who is our source of strength? Who is our source, you know, of motivation, of inspiration? And, you know, who is the one that gives us, you know, that illumination, that gives us, you know, that revelation in our lives where we understand, you know, I'm not just going through this to go through it. I'm not just, you know, going through this process because God has nothing better to do in my life. You know, it's for a reason. And it's like, you know, who do we turn to? And if you ask yourself that question and the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, social media or a friend mm -hmm. or, you know, your own resources, then I think, you know, it's time to self-analyze and reflect and, you know, really think about who am I going to? Who is my source? Who's my source of strength, my source of motivation and inspiration? Where am I going to find these things? Yeah. And it's so great that we have people like Andy Mignon who are bold enough to share their experiences using the gift that God has given them, the ability that God has given them, their ministry to just further inspire people and, you know, motivate uh, the everyday person or the person that is going through, you know, these exact feelings to keep on going and, and not give up. You know, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. There is hope there, you know, there is still life and freedom that, you know, is waiting for us. I mean, have you ever been in a moment where, you know, you can relate to that, I guess, a feeling of, you know, tiredness or like that feeling of um, 
you know, not so much maybe because we're working, but, you know, just trusting in God. Yeah. You know, I, how did, how were you, you know, if you were speaking to someone, what would you say to, you know, someone who's kind of encountering that? How did you get out of that? I think that uh, it's, it's one of those things that's easier said than done. Because uh, the correct thing to do is to be able to hold on to God's promises. It's to be able to hold on uh, to what God has said, that he will never forsake us. He will never leave us. He will never abandon us, that he is there for us, that he doesn't give us burdens that we can't, you know, withhold or, or carry. You know, so if we're going through a tough situation or you're going through a moment uh, where you just feel like everything is falling down on you that instead of running away you should run towards god um and like i said it sounds easier said than done because in those moments of difficulty in the moments of difficulty in my life you know last year we went through this crazy transition uh my wife and i when it came in reference to our finances and our jobs and you know all this like we had started off 2017 with a plan with goals and that we were going to do this and we were going to do that and you know by the end of the year we were gonna you know it was gonna be amazing it was gonna be a party we were gonna throw we were gonna we had so many things like set up um and you know because of things that happened in life those plans went out the window and we found ourselves uh going through these financial crises where we didn't have enough money to pay the rent we didn't have money uh to buy things for our son you know things like diapers and wipes and forward and all this crazy stuff and you know i remember this one um i think it was like uh the week or the, like maybe a couple of weeks before i was gonna leave the job that i had uh my wife had driven me to work uh we pulled into the parking lot um, and she was like, what are we going to do? And for the first time in my life, I drew a blank. I have never in my life drawn a blank before that. Uh, before that, I, was, I, I could come up with an idea or a thought or this. Like, maybe we'll try this. Maybe we'll try that. But the first time in my life, I went completely blank. And the only thing that we had at our disposal to do, the only thing that we could do, I was like, give me your hands. We're going to do a prayer because obviously the solution is not going to come from me and you is going to have to be heavenly intervention because a lot of times I think when people hear that, like, you know, we grab their hands, we said a prayer, they immediately associate with being cheesy and like, no. And like, not for nothing. Sometimes in those moments, it's like wherever you find yourselves, whether it's a car, a restaurant, you know, outside, like that moment of just where two people come together to pray about something where it's like, again, you had no answer, no response. And it's like, all right, grab my hand. We're going to pray. It's super important. So, you know, that's something that I think we shouldn't take lightly and take, you know, almost like when people pray before their food and they do an elaborate prayer and it's almost like, eh, you know, whatever. It's like, I think that power of prayer something that is so great that needs to be seen more and more Absolutely. you know and, and that uh idea of just coming together in agreement yeah because if, if it was either that or i was i was gonna go crazy like it was either i'm gonna grab onto god and all his promises and what he said and what his word says um and who he is or i'm i'm gonna lose my mind and we found ourselves in that position and you know and i can testify that god showed up showed off and did his thing in me and my wife and our finances you know now we find ourselves a a year later you know down a completely different path uh you know we saw how god glorified himself in our lives in that situation uh but that was a difficult moment to go through i remember coming to church one sunday uh just like bawling my eyes 
out. Like I've never cried before. Like some pe- people maybe were looking at me thinking that I was in sin or that I was going through some crazy stuff or whatever. Uh, but I had no shame. I'm the type of person that I, the only time you see me cry is either if I'm super angry or if I'm in church. That's the only time you'll see me cry. Uh, so when I was in church and that, that release, that ability to also be vulnerable with God and to be honest with him and be like, God, I'm upset or God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm confused or God, I need your help. I need your guidance. I need you uh, to show up or give me a sign do something um and you know that's what those are the instructions that i would give someone be vulnerable with the lord you know god is a gentleman you know he's there for us but sometimes he's just waiting for you to go to him you know it was like you said before if your first initial reaction is go to your friend or go to social media you know we try to do all these different resources but the resource of all resources waiting for you with your arms with his arms wide open just saying come to me Come to me. Just speak to me. Just talk to me. Just tell me what's going. Like he knows what's going through, but he wants to hear it from you, you know, because God is a God who it just works that way. You know, he wants to uh, he wants you to be open and transparent with him. Yeah. You know, he's omniscient and he knows everything, but he's also loving. And as a parent, you know, a parent sometimes, you know, uh, they know what their kids are going through, but they're just waiting for their kid to come to them and speak to them. Uh, and that's the same way that God is with us. Sometimes he's just waiting for you to go to him. And, you know, like I said, it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. But when you do it and you trust in God, and even if you have as small of a faith as it is as a mustard seed, like the word says, you have the power to move mountains with that little amount of faith. Uh, so trusting in God is the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, to the listener, you know, ask yourself that question. What is my imposter syndrome? What is it that I'm doubting? You know, am I doubting my accomplishments? Am I doubting the word that God has spoken? Am I doubting, you know, the ability for God to take my mess and transform it? You know, what is that imposter syndrome in your life? You know, it could be accomplishments. It could be just dreams that you had that you feel that didn't play out the way you wanted it to. I mean, I remember for me, graduating college, I always, my prayer was, God, give me that job. Give me the job. You know, I'm trusting in you. God would always speak to me, telling me, you know, I have the job for you, have the job for you. Graduate college, searching for a job, interview after interview. One opportunity was so there. I felt like I had it in the bag, so confident, no callback. School year started in September. I had no job, was not teaching for a whole year. I did not do what I went to college for. And this for anybody else may be like, yeah, well, I'm still, you know, it's been two years (laughs) and I still have no teaching job, right? Because it's so hard to find that teaching job. But for me, I remember, and I always say this, that was the first time I felt that God let me down Mm -hmm. because my prayer was always, God, just give me that job. You know, I'll like that testimony that, you know what? No, I was not that statistic in college. I had so many professors tell me, you know, you want to be a teacher? Think about it. The jobs, you know, English, everyone's an English teacher. You don't want to do that. Think about it. I mean, literally up until graduation, you know, one professor on our last day of class said, good luck to you all because half of you won't be a teacher. Mm, not crazy. because you can't, but because there aren't any jobs out there. So hearing all of that, I always had in my spirit, like, no, but I'm going to be that one because I got God and God's going to give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to be that testimony that, you know what, yeah. it's possible that I can. And it's like, God, you promised, you told me. And it's like, I have no job. Yep. And, you know, throughout that year, it was rough because, like I said, I felt like that was, you know, the moment where God let me down. Like, you said this was going to happen and you didn't come through. And, you know, it's funny because that was the year that I started working on the first poetry album and released it. And I wouldn't have been able to do that being a first year teacher 
with the amount of work and pressure and things that you're doing yeah. and encountering, you don't have time for anything else. So I see how, you know what? The job came a year later than I expected it. You know, I got the job, but it was in God's time, not yeah, the timing perfect. that I wanted. And again, in that process, you're seeking clarity. You're seeking like God, like, I don't understand God. How could this happen? You know, and it's in that moment, you know, it's like, what is your response? What is your response as you seek clarity and you're not finding anything? What are you going to do, you know, as you wait and as you, you know, wait for that answer from God? I think that um, when we come to realize that God's timing is perfect is the time is the day that we were worried less uh, because um, what happens a lot of times is that God has made promises to us or that we know that God is going to show up in some area in our life and do his thing and give us the breakthrough or the healing or the blessing that we want. Uh, but when we don't see it happen in our time, we go through uh, this moment of just completely freaking out and just uh, being like, man, it didn't happen today. Or like for you, it didn't happen this year. It was supposed to happen right when I graduated. It didn't happen that way. And all of a sudden we, we start to doubt that God isn't going to do it. And we're like, you know what? He didn't do it when I wanted him to do it. So it's not going to happen. And I I think that this is something that I want people to that are listening right now to realize that just because it hasn't happened yet does not mean that it's not going to happen. Yeah. That is super mega important. Don't lose hope. Don't doubt. Don't lose your faith in God. If it hasn't happened yet, it's because the timing isn't right. So if you know that you're going to be a preacher, if you're going to be a singer, you're going to be a songwriter, you're going to be uh, an athlete, whatever it is that you feel that God has put you on this earth to do and your timing hasn't come yet, that's fine. Just make sure that you occupying your time as you're waiting in things that do that are of him so that you are working towards that. So that you are, you know, in the right place at the right time. So that when he gives you that green light, you can hit the ground running. The worst thing that we can do is go into that funk, go into that that sadness and that depression, because that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to build that wall of separation between us and God. So when he sees that we're becoming a little discouraged because God is what God has said he was going to do is taking a little, little longer than what we expected. He's going to try to take advantage of that. We cannot allow the enemy to take advantage of those moments in our lives. Uh, and we have to just stay strong and be, you know, if you have to be as stubborn as a bull and just be like, nope, I'm just going to keep going because, you know, God said to keep going, then that's what you have to do. Yeah. And also understanding that everyone's story is different. So for someone, it can take a year for you. It could take three years. Yeah. It could take you three months. It can take someone else six years. And, you know, it's important to understand that everyone's journey is different. Everyone's timing is different. And, you know, God doesn't always work the same way with everyone. Absolutely. You know, so for someone else, it may be, you know, the odds are against them. And it's just like, whoa, how are they going to get through that? And you know what? You see God just bring them through and you see God move mountains and shift things around and just give them, you know, the desires of their heart. And, you know, sometimes we look at that and say, well, you know, I'm in an even worse situation. Mm. You know, how is God going to take me out? You know, don't compare yourself to someone else's story. Don't compare your journey with someone else's journey. You know, be faithful in the small, be diligent in the small things. I mean, one of my favorite verses is God rewards those who diligently seek him. Yes. And the key word there is diligently, not when things are right, when things are okay, or when things are in your favor, but diligent even when the odds are against you. Diligent when you don't understand 
understand and diligent when you're confused, you know, whatever that imposter syndrome is in your life, whatever it is that you're doubting and persistently internalizing and, you know, fearing that, you know, it won't happen or fearing that, you know, your end is near and fearing that there's no hope. Know that all of that can be gone. All of that. You can get rid of all of that. Yeah. And I just want to say uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from you because I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest in your soul. So if there's anybody out there that's listening to us that is feeling down, that's feeling stuck, that's feeling confused, that's feeling uh, just that you're not in the right place or where you thought you were going to be in, you know, the best thing you can do is go to God. Give him your burden. Speak to him. Be uh, humble yourself to him. Be open. Be transparent. There's some people that sit down in front of a chair and speak to it like if God is sitting down in front of it. And if that's what you have to do to be able to start having that conversation with God, do it. Uh, for those of you that are church leaders that are listening to this podcast, start having this conversation with people that you see in your church that have the potential to be amazing whether it is that they have the ability to be a great leader, a great singer, teacher, preacher, whatever it is, and that you notice that for some weird reason they're just stuck in this cycle where they're not moving forward, have these conversations with your young people, with your with your men, with your women, um, and let's start shaking this depression out of our churches. Let's start kicking it out. Let's start awakening these leaders. You know, there's a song that that's out there that is Despierta el guerrero que está en ti. You know, awaken the warrior that is in you. So our church is full of people that are being stuck or are in a trance because of this depression that is just wearing them down. Let's start shaking a revival into our young people, into our adults, and let's start making the difference that God has called us to make in this world. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Imposter Syndrome. As always, you can find us on all of our socials. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. You can stream us wherever you like to listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. We are all there. So definitely um, thank you for tuning in this week and, you know, just kind of revisiting our season one episode. If you don't know, you can go back uh, wherever you listen to your podcast and check out some of those other episodes. And um, you are definitely going to be releasing some of the other ones that aren't up on, yeah. you know, our streaming platforms now we'll put them kind of up again and kind of give our commentary but you know definitely stay subscribed we have some awesome guests coming up uh we're entering the holiday season yeah. and um it's just a lot of exciting things coming up and exciting times so definitely we want you to be a part of this journey with us absolutely so thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the guy life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye